0: Hi, and welcome to the 37th edition of Keen Minds Podcast. I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle,
1: And I am Tessa. And we are very excited to be covering the roundup of Season 4.
0: Yes, and uh, happy summer hiatus, as happy as it can get with the heat and the lack of blacklist, which makes me sad.
1: I am excited! I'm doing a full rewatch! so i'm having a i'm having actually a ball because i'm rewatching and and i'm and i was doing the season four for this and i was also started the the season you know from from 101 um for and for another discussion group and i'm like i'm loving this this is great because i'm seeing so many things
0: yeah i mean there's i'm gonna do I I decided not to do the full rewatch this summer, more than likely, because I have a bunch of shows that I need to get caught up on. I, uh, I started watching Winona Earp, um, (laughs) jumped on that bandwagon, and if you're not on that bandwagon, you should get on that bandwagon, because it's good.
1: (laughs) Um. I'm a purist.
0: Yeah. Um, I I like it. It's, I I have a friend that did the first, like, ten of the comic books. Uh, she's a friend of the Roomies and Mines. And so, like, I already had kind of an in that I was like, well, I feel like I should watch this show and know what's going on and read the comics and all of that. And so, I did, and I love it. So, it it works out. But yeah, (laughs) I I caught up on that, and I've I've been doing, I'm, I'm watching Alias right now, which is another John Eisendrath show, and so I'm on season three of Alias, and... It's it's a lot like Blacklist light.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a purist. I I uh I can only do one of these things at a time because it requires so, so much work.
0: I can only fandom one fandom at a time, and so right now my fandom is Blacklist. But I can thankfully I can watch other shows. I just can't. I can't get to the level with any other show like i'm a one show at this level sort of person (laughs) Yeah,
1: you can do a little light uh being unfaithful but and be okay with him
0: i you see (laughs) don't go home to the blacklist (laughs) yeah
1: um i'm not uh, i really um every time i've done so many rewatches usually every every uh, in every hiatus i do a full rewatch so this is probably my I don't know 7th rewatch and I am still finding new things still finding new details and it's you know as you as you go back after four season you realize how many little details meant absolutely nothing, and you totally forgot about them. And I have a pretty good memory, but once you rewatch, you realize. And I was doing something very strange, as so I was doing, I was watching season four and season one at the same time. So I was watching one and one, one and one, and ha, amazing! I only gotta say amazing, and I'm very excited to be discussing season four because there is so much there.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just, it it was a great season. It really was. It's, I just, I kind of feel sorry for Liz right now because uh, I did a season four rewatch. I did season four and then I stopped Um, after the Apothecary, watched Redemption, rewatched Redemption, and then went on. Mm-hmm. I basically, I watched it in timeline order
1: is okay. what I did.
0: And I didn't
1: so- watch Redem- Redemption, but it's the season four rewatch was so interesting, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, it's... I They just don't stop. I mean... <laughs> it's, there's gonna be a day these people are just like, I'm sorry, I need a nap. <laughs> you know?
1: What exactly was the, the thing that in doing that rewatch of season four that jumped to, to you most vividly?
0: Oh, gosh. Just one thing.
1: Um, uh, Push 2 is a blacklist.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, just once again, again and again and again, how much this show is about family. How deeply layered and worked in family is to this show. Because, I mean, you think about it, a procedural show, a spy show, because it's kind of a nice mix of those two. You don't always think of it as being a family show, but it is. It's about Liz looking for family, now Tom looking for family. You had wrestler looking for family, or not looking for family, but talking about family and having, you know, pieces of his life outside of the task force coming forward. You know, uh, Kate found family in this one. Um, I mean, it just little pieces that are just swirling all together and how deep they are. And the fact that these people are, even if they're not blood, you know. Some of them are obviously we found out this season, um, but even if they're not blood related, they're still so deeply connected. And there's that that choice family connection between a lot of them as well. Mm-hmm. And like with finding out Kate was her, what was Liz's uh, nanny? I loved Cooper in that. Of course she was, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't it wasn't the sarcastic. Of course she was. It was. Well, that okay. makes sense. Yeah, but this is where we are. Nothing surprises me anymore.
1: Yeah, and and it's very hard to do the, the season by season because a lot of I mean if you really think about this ARC started um after she got um after she got out as Masha Rostova. So that's halfway through season that's at the beginning of season two. And we're still working on the ramifications that come from it, yeah, you know, from, from her being on the run, from her being pregnant, from, uh, Constantine trying to abduct her, um, then Kate thinking that she can now do this guys.
0: Yeah. It's, it one, it's not a show that you could just pick up and let go. Mm -mm. If you missed an episode, you would miss it so much. I mean, you've got shows that are on that you can watch here and there and tune in and tune out, and you're not going to remember things. You can't do that with a blacklist. I hear people talk about that they don't watch certain scenes because they don't like a character or something, and all I can think is how much of the show that they're missing.
1: Sometimes even in the little scenes about the the blacklister of the week, they've got nothing to do with anybody in there. There are little things in there that if you miss them, you're not going to make sense of what's going on.
0: Yeah. Should we
1: start with Kate?
0: Yeah. Uh, let, let's work our way through the characters and uh, and through the season. And so I, Kate Kaplan, just, I, I've i always been fond of Kate, just in general. Um, she, she was always that quirky, just something about her stood out. I liked her. You never knew a whole lot about her, but... I, I, I was always just very fond of her I loved her devotion to Red and then then you had her make her choices Have, you know a little over halfway through season 3 and at the time there, there were a couple people I wasn't the only one but at the time the night that uh, Liz quote unquote died in season 3 I made a post that said, I'm going to call it now Mr. Kaplan's involved and and she was um so yay i i I certainly wasn't the only person that called it there were i saw several other people calling Mm -hmm. it about the same time i mean it was it was both obvious and a twist at the same time um Mm -hmm. i mean because when you pay attention to the show you you can predict things but it's still there would have been i don't think there would have been any way to predict the depth of why Kaplan did what she did. Um, yeah,
1: and I was, have predicted that. I have okay. said that she was related to Liz or she had been Liz Nanny or there was something about Liz that was very deeply personal for her.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, so unless, you're <laughs> unless you're Tessa. Unless you're Tessa. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe other people can too. I don't know. But I, I did not predict the depth there. I just, mm. I thought that she had gotten fond of her but one of the things that uh, you were talking about, you know, season one versus season four, one of the things that I found very interesting was that um, when we first meet Kate Kaplan, she says that she has two, two uh, objectives uh, directives, directives to find her employer and to protect Liz. And I realized after watching the finale this past season, I said. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily you, you assume in season one those directives come from red. That makes sense. That's the logical step to take. But it wasn't. It was a promise she made to Katerina Rostova. And it's just it's so much fun looking back on things mm-hmm. and things that you never could have made sense without that piece of the puzzle. Suddenly yeah, she illuminated.
1: Because she always look a little pinch when Liz call her for something, as opposed to like when she calls her to the um, to find the the, car, the the doctor that is providing the organs for um, for um, Doctor James Covington, she's all nice and relaxed there. Because hey, she's doing an autopsy, and we're like, she seems to have a lot of interest in autopsies. You know, and, and it, it was a very nice tie in from the character that we've seen from season one into this love for the bodies and and the love for Katharina and for Red. And I did believe that she loved Red and she loved Katharina, but at the same time, I had this slight suspicion there was something in her that was always doubtful of Red and that she, at least had a, a, a
0: an outline of what you would do. A contingency plan.
1: Yes. I mean,
0: think about Raymond Reddington. I mean, even Dimbe in the episode, in the Dimbe Zuma episode, even Dimbey thought, he said, I'm not going back to Red without evidence I didn't do this. Because Reddington is capable of truly terrible things. And so Kate knew that. I mean, she wouldn't have spent as much time with him as she did and not. I mean, she knew it was coming. She and Tom had that conversation after uh, after Tom mm-hmm. tortured little Nico. She said, I know what he, what he thinks he has to do, and he wants me to make it easy for him, cleaner for him, and I'm not going to do it. And so she knew what was coming. She knew what Reddington was capable of. I think she hoped that he wouldn't, but it makes sense that she would have that contingency plan because if Reddington were the end-all... <laughs> If Reddington had been the end-all, if she'd gone to work for him without any connection to Liz or to Katarina or to any of that, then she probably wouldn't have had that. Um, or, But it makes sense with the fact that her loyalty, like, with Liz rather than directly with Reddington. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I also found very interesting that she is... <sighs> She's she's behind Red all this time. She's doing all these things for Red and for Liz, and, and we know that she's the one who has the account, and she's known in everything. And yet, she, she ignored the one directive from Katerina. You're not to love her. And there's a reason why Katerina did that. And I know that you say it's because she was a, a new mom or whatever. I think there's a more... Evolve reason for that. And
0: there might be. I I read that scene as being as feeling like she didn't want to be in competition with anybody. She knew she wasn't going to be there all the time, and that if Kate loved L or loved Masha, that Masha might love Kate more. Just for the fact that she was around more. But regardless, you You can't tell someone you can't love them. It's not like it's a choice. But yet it was
1: a a condition of employment. Yeah, but.
0: And you can think, you know, you could say, oh, I'm not going to love that person. That's fine. I can do that. But saying it and actually going through with that are two totally different things. Now, she could have walked away, but I'm not sure that Kate knew how much she cared about Liz until it was too late. I mean, tom had that situation he was willing to go up against his handler his uh two bosses you know (laughs) multiple people because he got in too deep before he ever knew what was happening and suddenly he was in love with the woman and so apparently liz just has a way of bringing people in it's it's funny because they made the comment about kate being able to endear people to her and so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering you know nature versus versus nurture You know, I wonder if there's something... I mean, yeah, it could come a lot from Katarina because obviously she would be a very compelling personality and such. But obviously Kate is as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think think that she became uh, a lot different um, when actually working for Red is probably what made her the happiest. Um, I mean, she had bodies to play with. And, and she may, you know, to me, there is a lot of uh, in her that after she got shot, that that got s- sidetracked, that she just started, she she called that revenge. She gave a reason for the revenge that was, a, that was not just about a revenge. And it was just a revenge. I mean, there was, um, I think that she was, I don't think, let me ask you, do you think that Kate thought, red was her father probably. because that's a crux, that's a crux of the matter
0: probably I I don't know I, I really because,
1: because if it's... you think that is a woman taking a child away from her father deciding for that child instead of the father that has been even at a distance looking after her that's a whole different
0: story, yeah, but when the child's an adult, that's different.
1: still, you're 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 taking the child away from the father, you're taking the parental rights away I, from the father, basically. I
0: remain of the opinion that until someone that has the answers comes to listen and goes, here is your answer, instead of, let me lead you to the next clue, (laughs) like Kate did, (laughs) I just, I love it, I'm going to take you to the truth, it's like, just tell her, (laughs) like, of course something's gonna get in your way, why didn't you just, as you were sitting out there, by the ocean, holding her hand, why didn't you just say, so, this is what I have for you, this is what it means, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's four years to tell her and in those yeah. I don't th- see I don't think that Kate knew that Red was her father
0: and she I, think not that Kate, sure.
1: I think I- that Kate thought that he loved her very much but I don't think that she thought him to be her father and I think that is what her truth was
0: I I really don't know I don't have a firm opinion either way but you know, I, I could definitely see it. Mm. She was. She certainly
1: was a very compelling character. Uh, Susan Blomar made a phenomenal job out of it, and I hope that we get flashbacks of her because it would be so interesting to see her. You know, as she went along, read in that in that um, endeavor, of creating a criminal empire.
0: Yeah, I. And the actor playing her.
1: the young her was. Absolutely
0: unbelievable. Yeah. I I'm,
1: gonna,
0: Adler. I, I'm gonna miss Susan. I, I really am.
1: I don't think that she would be gone for good. They you know, they got all
0: these flashbacks. Sort of. I mean like they, they haven't done I mean they they've started doing more flashbacks. So we'll see. I hope so. I, I hope that they start, you know, bringing her back in that way. Because mm-hmm. I think I think the Johns really liked working with her and so that's always gives you mm-hmm. hope. <laughs>
1: And that suitcase of horrors that would be the next thing. Tom, um, get
0: that to your wife.
1: <laughs> I don't envy Tom. Oh,
0: I don't envy anybody that has to go up against Red, to be totally honest. I mean, even without his usual backing that he has, he's still a force to be reckoned with. the The good thing is, back to family again, he's probably not going to murder his son-in-law in cold blood. Mm-mm. Um. That's, yeah, that's really little... the one thing he's got protecting him right now is that he's family. He's
1: he's family. He's he changed the way Red treated Tom after Agnes was born is a completely different. Is hundred and eighty degree. That's like okay. Now we gotta leave all this behind because we're family. It's like Tom, very much like Tom to me. Yeah,
0: it is. And so, um, what what about Kate? Like, we're still on Kate here. Um, Do you think, do you feel like Reddington shooting her, do you think, do you feel like there was a huge change in her personality? I know we talked about that she had the contingency, you know, plan with the bodies and everything. But do you feel like it was the action of of betrayal that she felt that caused her to go on the rampage, or do you think there was actually some some issues with you know the medical issues, the fact that she had been shot hmm. in the face?
1: Okay, I'm gonna go back to my favorite uh, indication of deceit, Platts, <laughs> and in that cabin with with Hunter guy.
0: Tessa, they never were... go to Scotland. Please, never go to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lion! <laughs> Tesla's melting down the highlands, you know? <laughs>
1: so I, I, there was there was a lot of plaids, and sure, she was alive, which was, a, a, you know, a deceitful situation. But there was a little too much plaid in, in Kate. Let me put it this way. When we open in the flashback in Requiem, and we see Kate in front of the little... In, of the... Um, of her mom's um, uh, in the funeral home, the mom is wearing plaid. She's wearing plaid. Uh-uh. Something unexplained there. I don't know what it is, but something bizarre. And then in almost every single one of the, um, every single one of the of the scenes shown with Kate, she's wearing plaid. She's wearing plaid when she's doing her revenge. So I think that while those are Kate's memories as she has them, it's not necessarily that that is the absolute truth. So I don't know. I don't know that I can say for 100% that that is because it was a change in character or there is something that we haven't been told.
0: Which is always a possibility in the blacklist. You have to keep shifting your views. I mean.
1: She was angry, that's for sure. She oh, was yeah. very, very angry. And I, one of the things that get that me away from it, you know, she was doing it to protect Liz. is like, I, I don't think, I don't know. But in my view, sending somebody to jail to protect and separate you from your mother in order to protect you from. Agnes from being with Red—that doesn't sound great to me.
0: Yeah, that—that's—that's that's kind of the idea. I mean, the fact that she went to Gale, the fact that, you know, all of that happened—that I kind of wonder if things were heightened. Like the betrayal did a lot. The, the the shooting. The yeah, but the 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 fact that I mean, that's the second brain injury this woman has had you know, mm-hmm. that maybe it just sort of skewed the viewpoint a little bit because she went, what was it? I think it was Marvin Gerard at one point. He was like, you're taking this cleaner thing way too seriously, lady.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, her, it. it was just about this cesspool. He said, you're taking this a step too far.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's he called far. it. That's what everyone's yeah. sitting there watching it and going,
1: uh. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, it was simply, I mean, she was no longer protecting Liz. Yeah. She was her, she was willing to send Liz to jail. The outcome of all that was that the entire task force was going to jail, including Liz. There was no—she could have—and it's not that she didn't have a choice. She could have a choice to negotiate an immunity agreement for her and Liz, but she mm-hmm. didn't. So that would have taken Liz to jail and leave Agnes with Tom, and I'm sure she had other choice plans for Tom to take her away and then probably just take that child. So in a way, you know, it's a very similar thing to Rostov, willing to jump off the roof with Agnes. If you know if he can't have it, nobody else can. And uh, and Kate was, well, if, if it's going to be Red in her life, I'd rather not, not share the world with you. And basically that's what she was telling Red. I can't share the world with you. So that's two people in one season that have been saying basically the same thing. If it's about sharing the world with Red, I'm not doing it.
0: Really has a uh, an influence on people. <laughs> you love him or you hate him. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, this two hated him. In Kate's in Kate's memories, we do not see Rostov. It's like the man wasn't even there yet. I don't think
0: she cared about him. I mean, no, he's an arm. He's an arm, arm with she- a
1: camera. That's it. With a photo in it. Like that's it. That the whole time she remembers of the poor... Man, I mean, he must have been the most boring person on earth, and there he is. Both her and, and Rostov have exactly the same views of Red at the end, they just they are willing to do anything, even take um, her Agnes in order to remove them from Red.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. I, I had such mixed emotions on Kate because I love the, like I said, I love the character, but the moment she went after Wrestler, I was kind of done. <laughs> I, I still missed her at the end, so it's mixed, a lot of mixed emotions. You you don't have to love, love or hate a character. You can you can feel mixed, and so mm-hmm. I, you know in this fandom, some people don't seem to to go with that. But I have to remind myself every once in a while it's okay to feel a mixture of emotions there. <laughs>
1: Well, she was was suddenly very interesting, certainly very loyal, extremely intelligent. And she managed to inflict damage on Red unseen. Um, And And some of that was pretty.
0: That's kind of something I loved about it was that he sat there on the first episode. And when he was busy sawing the guy's head off Mm -hmm. and said, you're the cleaner. You're not a strategist. Let me show you what happens when someone goes out of their purview. Mm-hmm. And it's like she spent the rest of season four teaching him why he was wrong. <laughs> and she ripped everything away from him to do it. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's I mean, like... I feel like saying this I'm going to get fussed at. I don't mean it like I'm happy that Red is in this place, but... The fact that she was able to do that and prove him that wrong is kind of nice in a way.
1: It basically took the the last thirty years of Red's life and destroy them. Yeah. Destroy those thirty years, left him basically as he says with a hat on his head, in that island. And the rest, he has no money. He has nothing. And I'm that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, for a warning, I think that for season five, right, is going to have to reconstruct some of that. I'll and he's that. only has, he only has his family to. So prepare to see a lot of family in there. Including, including the
0: son-in-law.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got a good, a good son-in-law to do all these things. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. And it is
1: funny because another one of the things that that, that were up to me, the, the theme of this season, that was Rostov and, and, um, and Kate, is that Rostov also had the same thing. It was, it was this obsession with Masha, the Masha, the little girl, they're both watching the picture of, of Liz as a girl, and Red finally is the one who says she is not Masha anymore.
0: Yeah, okay. I loved that scene where he's talking to her, and he's you know even without me in her life, this is the what she's dedicated her life to. This is what she is. This is what she learned, and you know with without me there, without me influencing it directly, she still became this. And it was I don't remember who it was that said it. It might have been a couple different people that said this was the first indication really that he's seeing her as an adult. Mm-hmm. That he's well, accepting I, I... her as an adult.
1: I've seen a few of those being sprinkled here and there. I don't know if you noticed, but by the time he got her back in um, Miles graph, he's already only using Lizzie in few choice moments. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've she's noticed become, that
1: he stopped. Yeah, she's become Elizabeth. Um, and even going one step further with Dom, he actually used Masha. Mm-hmm. So very interesting things. Um, And and I think that that is also because, you know, we can't talk about Kate without talking about Rostov because half of this of season four is really Rostov. But Kate kind of continues the whole thing of Rostov is separating Liz from Red, taking Liz away from Red. And not
0: caring about the damage done around her. mm -hmm. You know, being so Focused on this goal of taking Liz away, driving a wedge between, because that was one of the interesting things about Rostov to me, was that his first thing was you know take the take the child, kill the you know kill the father, Mm -hmm. you know, and then even when he found out like that made more sense when Liz was and he thought Liz was dead, but you would have thought that as soon as he found out Liz was alive, he would have gone wait wait wait, (laughs) my daughter will be very angry at me if I kill her husband.
1: You yeah, know? that probably won't didn't. make her love me.
0: And then he didn't. He was like, no, still kill him. I don't yeah. care. You know, it I mean, it like... got to
1: the end until he said, don't, don't hurt him.
0: And you're like, dude, you've already dug your grave on that one. <laughs> How many times have you tried to kill him? You're just really bad at doing it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's... Kate didn't go after Tom directly because Tom wasn't really in the picture for this whole spiel. He was in yeah, New York. I'm sure he she was... had
1: plans. Oh, yeah. She's I mean- it's another criminal. She didn't want her little precious little Masha to be a criminal. Yet, Katerina was a traitor. So, whoa, where are you putting this line? Because lady, either you hate traitors and criminals or you don't. But the fact is you've been a criminal, you've helped a criminal and Katerina was a criminal and she's married to a criminal. So poor little Agnes, excuse me, but you know she's not gonna you can put her in a confidence and she's gonna end up being a criminal
0: or at least having those leanings at least mm. i mean she, she's she's gonna be a spy she'd be yeah exactly politician <laughs> agnes keen for president i will vote for agnes keen <laughs>
1: I mean, she, she's got it. It's like, she got it on all sides. And that is who you are. And I think we've been talking a lot about the blacklist being a bad identity. And it's not just the, the names, the fake names, the fake death, but also accepting who you are. And I think part of Red accepting Liz as an adult has been accepting himself. He's a criminal and he makes no apologies, but I think he finally understood that you know, begging Liz not to marry Tom was not going to make her any less of who she really was. M- giving her that badge back is not going to make her into a perfect agent. Liz is Liz.
0: Well, immediately and I- after she got it back. and Wrestler made the company goes, you just got your badge back. Are you trying to lose it? Trying to pick this lock? And she's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. So it's 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 been very interesting as as a, if you look at those two baddies that this they're both of them have a lot of the same things in common and uh, among other things that they have in common is that neither one of them had any idea about Dom, which means they have no idea who Katerina really is. Yeah. They don't. They don't have all the truth, and even the Kate. What the saving grace is that Kate didn't know about Dom.
0: Yeah. And that probably was Dom saving grace, too. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, I don't know how he
1: handled himself. We, we still don't know anything about him. Is he a musician, an architect, or a spy?
0: My, my money's on spy, but, you know, it's it's the blacklist, so that's... I'm going
1: for the architect.
0: Or maybe both, because you had that, that one guy in season one who was an asset for the CIA. There you go. He was an architect. Um... All right, let's. Uh... Oh,
1: oh, good one! I hadn't <laughs> noticed that one. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. He might have
0: been an asset. He may have been a KGB asset or a CIA asset. Who knows? Maybe it... he was a an architect in Russia and the CIA think... used him. Who knows?
1: All right, my 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 crazy prediction. I think they're from the UK. I think they are there's Russian in lot, origin there is a
0: lot of british terminology now granted i will say that a lot of people from from what i can tell a lot of people out of europe the english is not their first language when they learn from europe and from that area or from that side of the world um because it also africa the same way i believe mm-hmm. um
1: they learn English from the British, so yeah. they use the British words.
0: Yeah, um, and and so it tends to be very much, you know, much more British than it is American. Um, My prediction, English. and
1: it's I think old, then, yeah, I think he's that house, that the the it's actually one of Dom's houses. That's
0: a possibility. Because wasn't there an architecture book in his in yeah. his house that was very there broken? was an
1: architect book in there, and the same book is actually in Red's bookcase. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's all these little things you have to see really careful. Uh, I love my Amazon subscription. Uh, should we go into Gail? Because basically Gail, I mean, Gail is is linked to Wrestler, but it's also linked to, to, to Kate. Kate. I mean. Yeah,
0: because he's the one that... I, I found it so interesting that he was fixated on... You know, the task force and how terrible they were for making this deal with Reddington because he murders people. And, like, that was his big thing was he murders people. And even if these people were bad, he still murdered them. It's still death on his conscience. We should go after Reddington. Then he turns around and makes a deal to let Kate walk, who's been murdering people left and right and been setting people up But he didn't know. But he didn't know that. Yeah, if he had looked half a second, he would have figured it out. Pretty. I mean, that's not a big jump. He couldn't. He was looking at the bodies and crying over the bodies. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's not a big jump. Um, (laughs) But he made he basically made the same deal just on a smaller scale. It's it's that bending of the morals, and that's that's one of the things that makes me so sad. That for for anybody that hasn't heard. Gale is not going to be returning in season season five. And I feel like that's one thing that makes me so sad is that there was so much potential to move down that route the same way Wrestler is of how far are you willing to go when you start out as this, you know, perfection of morals of, so, you know, in this world um, that mm-hmm. they've created. I mean, the, yeah. when you start bending those where does that take you? How, how far does that ripple go out? And we're watching that with Ress. And mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen Gale submerged in this world and see where it took him.
1: I just wanted them to bring him for episode one so they can give us a really nice, satisfying death. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Now he's never going to come on our
1: podcast. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Actors love to die. Their characters they love making their characters die because they give them a, you know, an exit and all that. It would be lovely. I, and I would love that, that he is actually they use it to propel the, the season forward because hey, he was seen threatening Hitchens. Now Hitchens appears dead and now he's dead. I wonder if they're gonna take him, get him, get her, and then make it like into a double murder, like you know, they wouldn't that be nice?
0: <laughs> wouldn't that they double make it murder a be nice? Season?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like the fixer comes, bring, bring, bring him. Then they try to make it into is like a double murder. It would be lovely. They gotta give us something. I, I mean, I want a nice death. Come on, something Come on, that Johns. will fulfill it.
0: Come on, Johns, <laughs> do yeah. something. Give us some closure with Gail. If you're gonna take Gail away from us, give us closure. It's all we ask of you. <laughs>
1: And I would I mean he just that crying over the bodies almost made me feel like I wonder if he one of his parents or girlfriend or, or brother Something was personal. one of writing those informant. Mm-hmm. It was personal. That was deeply personal. Yeah, and the crying over the bodies and, and all and each one of them was was I mean, it's like wrestler is saying this is not outstanding citizens. This is murderers and yeah. money launders and everything they're they're the criminals were not you know exactly
0: and i i think a lot of it for gail was that he felt personally responsible for their deaths because they were people that he tried to turn and if he hadn't mm-hmm. not not that he wouldn't have tried to turn them but because he tried to turn them and he didn't protect them i think he's got very much a guilt a uh, well, a um, a, what do you call it? A protector complex. There's a term, um, hero complex, where <laughs> he feels like he has to protect. Um, and so, it, I just, I just would have been really interested to see where that went. And I, I have faith in them that they'll do something to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know. And, it was a great and, character. Oh, it was a great I, character. I loved him. I think, and, was, uh... I think he was. I'm not sure. I, I don't know, because I don't have the numbers that they do. I have no idea how well-received he was. I know that I they, loved him. I know that the online community seemed to be fond of him, but that's a very small percentage, <laughs> so I have no idea how he was received. I do know that the actor was fantastic with it. I, I oh. loved how he portrayed him.
1: He, I, I really, really um, liked him. I thought it was fantastic. I honestly don't think that it was related at all to how well or bad he was received. I think it was simply a matter of the Blacklist was renewed, and I have a feeling that the Blacklist was renewed for one or one and a half seasons. Yeah, A and, timing
0: issue. and yeah. I kind of wondered the same thing.
1: Because the way that I'm seeing all these threads being picked up, it to me, saying... I am going to make a guess that is one and a half seasons.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I hope we have more than one. You know, one and a half, two.
1: Two will be lovely, but I yeah. I'm not sure. And even with two, you gotta get out of the tangents because I mean, think about all the threads that you still gotta pull out. You still gotta bring Katerina back here, if, or or really show that she's dead. But I don't yeah. think she's dead.
0: I, like, if she's really dead, I'm going to be shocked. Like, I will have to bite the bullet on that one. <laughs> but, uh, no, Gail was fascinating. He had a lot of potential to go a lot of different directions. But, as you just said, if they if they received word from Sony or NBC or what have you, hey, guys, this is start wrapping it up because you don't have more than a little more over a season or what have you. Then I, I could see that that they just don't have time to go down that rabbit hole and they they have to really taper things and especially because they're gonna have to do something with with uh, Halcyon bring Halcyon back around um, and I swear if I hear another person blame Tom Keen over Gail leaving I'm I'm gonna. Have a meltdown. <laughs> Tom Keene is not responsible for every negative thing that happens in this in this story. No, and,
1: and it's a, you know, remember, it is a family drama. This is a family love story, and like it or not, I suggest that accept it, it would be a good one if you don't like it. It's that Tom Keene is red son in
0: and this story is gonna be there and this story is gonna focus it's especially if they've got a time limit they're going to zero in their focus on liz and red who are the two main characters and the people that are closest to them and so if that's the case if they do have a time limit and i i have no inside source that says that they do mm-hmm. i i don't know but it does make sense because we we are wrapping up towards the end boken made a comment a while back he said you know that the Samar and Aram getting together seemed like the natural place for them to go, but it wouldn't happen until towards the end. Guess what? Those two were snogging at the end of season four. While I was thrilled, my Saram heart was thrilled to death. My blacklist heart was going, no, that means we're at the end.
1: And and the revelation that, that Liz is uh, Red's biological mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah. That's another one. I mean, just in case that they haven't said it like maybe five times during the the all these years, Especially during this last season um, back and forth. Yeah. well only in the way of the parenthood I mean is it biologicals
0: uh, oh, father
1: yeah. or is it maybe just uh, you know that he loved her that she, she was a baby I mean that wasn't the only question I had but you know even then when you look back again in season one you realize I don't know that was right there I was that a daddy was right gator there. from
0: the second episode in. I have a long meta, if anybody's interested, it's it's on my Tumblr account.
1: That's how I came to Tumblr. Really? Yay! <laughs>
0: what,
1: Yay! I read it and it's like, oh,
0: interesting! Sorry. Well, I guess it's my fault that Tesla came to Tumblr. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was well very well written and you know it was very early days, but it was very convincing and kind of you put everything that I was I saw it from the moment he he surrendered and asked for Elizabeth Keene, and you know she appears like, Oh no, no, this is his daughter. This is his I, daughter. I didn't
0: get that from there, but you know, obviously some people did. You know, there, there are different points that people have come to that conclusion and some people are still denying it. So I who knows, you know. People do what they do. Um anyway um you want to go into wrestler let's
1: go into a wrestler because wrestler god you know i know that there was a he got a big arc on season three and then he got kind of pushed to the sides because it wasn't it was about the baby and the immediate family
0: but you know in esteban i i, I think you and i talked about it because we funny thing hey this really brings it around Tessa and I started this podcast at the beginning of season four. So we've done a full season now. We're, we're kind mm-hmm. of excited for that. I, I remember discussing in Esteban that there was something to the fact that they focused in on Wrestler when he went against Panabaker. And he was like, no, I just, you know, I just helped to stop horrific acts. That's my job. That's what I'm doing. When she asked him if he was a traitor. Um...
1: Are you a traitor or a moron? The same thing that he actually he said to Aram. <laughs> so that is a very Panabaker line. Are you a traitor or a moron?
0: <laughs> Panabaker. I, you know, I, as I a know Southerner, scientists. I don't understand half of what she's saying. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, oh, Panabaker. But no, in, in mm-hmm. Esteban, I, I, I remember telling a bunch of my friends that are huge wrestler fans. I said, deep breath, guys, we're about to get a, a big wrestler arc because i know that a lot of people felt like he'd gotten pushed back and then we did wrestlers really come to the forefront and i think season five we're going to get a lot of wrestler with the whole situation with hitchin coming back around because that's going to have to be dealt with um an article just came out we're we're uh, recording this on july 30th and an article came out i think today from ew june 30th. uh june, june what did i say july Oh, no, not July yet. June thirtieth, sorry. Um, apparently I lost an entire month to my memory. Who knew? Um.
1: Memory wipe. No. I'm sure Tom did it. <laughs> that that he was going to that's gonna have big repercussions repercussions for yes. him. That, That's what And Bob it was makes saying. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because and we've been going towards this from the episode one oh one. This is where this had been going, and it was either that or he was going to uh, go and shoot red. And and obviously, you know, Gail was a very useful mirror because this was wrestler as we kind of saw him, but didn't got so well um, and so put together. What you know, Gail is like you're making this deal with this criminal, and Wrestler is like I know, I feel exactly like you, but look at what we've done. So for Wrestler, I mean, this has been a long way towards losing his innocence, and stop being a Boy Scout, and realizing then the the black and white world is a childish world.
0: Well, the thing is, with a character like Wrestler, who is as Boken Camp just said in his in his little brief blurb in EW, he said he's the the moral compass of of the show. And I agree with that. But with a character like him who used to see the world in very black and white, he he had one of two routes. In I mean, obviously there are multiple side things he could go off on, but one of two main routes he could have gone that would have been the end all. He's either going to have to bend and learn and grow in the gray. I mean, I'm not saying dark gray. I'm not saying Liz and Red and Tom sort of gray. Or even Samar sort of gray. I, I'm talking about for Wrestler, dipping his toe into the gray. Um, he was That's either, how red he gone. Pretty
1: black. Um,
0: I mean, it, and so he was either going to have to go down the path that he did end up going down mm-hmm. and go darker. Or... He wasn't going to make it. It's it's the same thing I've said about Tom for, for ages now. I said, if he had just been that innocent school teacher, he never would have survived. He either would have been dead or gone. It's the same thing with Wrestler. If he had not adapted to a degree, he would have been dead or gone. He either would have yeah. transferred or he would have been killed. His character could not survive in that squeaky clean white stage and also do his job appropriately. It was... Part of the conundrum he had in season three, the job versus the reality of the world. Yeah. And he's just taken that and he's moved and he's evolved. And I love where they've gone with him because that's that's what I love to see in characters is that sort of growth.
1: And and I I said a lot, and I know that people were not uh, agreeing with me, but I did say it, and I still believe it, that when that when Ressler told Liz in the car coming in, um, nights of the of the director at the beginning of the director, um, I do believe you were set up. That's the point where he's actually acknowledging that Liz was set up.
0: I actually disagree with you on that. I'm I'm probably the one you're thinking
1: of. <laughs> no, I I, no, no, no! I, I'm the only one who says that. Really. Uh, but and I but I do believe that that is the case because I think that it's not that he didn't waver. It's not that he believed her one day and disbelieved the other. I mean, they're telling him, "Hey, we got her, Prince." On this and and he's thinking well maybe this woman just pulled the wool over my eyes maybe she is a terrorist and I you know I didn't know hey there's the talking mark- markings of the world and maybe that's that that's what happened and, and there was a times that he must have thought oh my god no I know her I know that that's not her and then back into but the evidence they had her print on the van, and she was the one who touched the senator. And so, where where is the reality? It's very different.
0: Okay, so see, that's how I see it. I I saw him as going back and forth. That he he didn't want to believe it, but but the evidence. I, I saw him bury back and forth in season three. And so maybe we do actually. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's a
1: point where he says, "I do believe is when he made up his mind." She was set up. She was totally set up, and I think it's and I love that because the way when they finish season four with wrestler goes right back to that magnificent scene in um to in in, 110, in one ten one one o nine with Anslo Garrick where he says, "How could you do it?" How did you forsake the flag and became a traitor? And I think that he just learned how it happens.
0: Well, I mean, that's ooh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I See, I drew the parallel between what happened with Hitchin and Solomon because he wanted to put Solomon down in season three. He's standing over him and he's going, if I don't kill this man, he's going to walk free, which he did. I mean, wrestler was five hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Solomon ended up walking free and joining Halcyon, and then we have no clue where he is now because he's left Halcyon. But Solomon's free and clear and that, that was what wrestler was terrified was gonna happen. This man that had tried you know, tried to kill them, had had nearly destroyed their lives, and, and ended up coming back and nearly killing his partner later. I mean, mm-hmm. Solomon caused so much more chaos after that. That never would have happened if Tom had just let Wrestler put a bullet in his brain. But it would have destroyed. Exactly what's happening to him now with Hitchin, which.
1: Worse. That would have been worse. Maybe...
0: That was
1: cold blonde. Hitchin's was an accent.
0: And Hitchin was an accent, but I don't know if Wrestler is going to be able to make that distinction. I What I hope happens is that he. I, I really want him to open up. To Liz, what I would love is for Tom to be there too, because I've got this nice little head that if anybody's reading my current story, you know what it is because it's posted. But <laughs> I've got this <laughs> of Tom just being like, "Is the body taken care of? Do we need to do something? Do I need to go bury a body for you?" <laughs> you know.
1: But- well, I I I think I think that Foresa wasn't just that. I mean, it's not the body.
0: Oh, no. it's, it's what
1: he did before that is what led to that is that moment that agonizing moment where he has the proof in his hand and now he, that's how I what i said that's how he knows how how red mm-hmm. did it he had a way of getting the of 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 getting an in a, a guilty woman in in prison. He had the proof in his hand and he had to give that up in order not to end up in jail for something that he had been doing following orders. Nobody asked him, Do you want to be in this task force? Nobody asked him, um, Are you okay with going with Reddington? This is what you're doing. And now, you know, as Cooper says, Where do you go to get your reputation back? And, oh God, Red so didn't have any. Red didn't have anywhere to go to get his reputation. So what he did is he continued on that path and took it to the other end yeah. and became, so you're saying I'm a criminal, I'll become a criminal that you say I am. Because that's the only way that I got left. I have no way back. And that's what, and and wrestler had to do it. Either he was in, going to end up in jail for doing his job or he was going to have to give up that, bring her to justice, which essentially for him was bringing Tommy Markin to justice. And I he guess. had to give that up in order to remain free in the task force to remain free.
0: I don't think that when he gave that bullet up, I don't think it was just for him, though. I think he did that for for the task force on whole. For all of them. And Yeah, I, I really do believe that, and I think that is so huge for him. I mean, that... That says so much about how far his character has come, that he is willing to put his team above the law. Uh, And I think
1: not just the team, but I think that he absolutely believes that that if they weren't doing that job, there would be far more dangerous people out there doing damage.
0: He yeah. told Liz that when she tried to turn herself in when yeah. in uh it was the deer hunt. Yeah, it's a number.
1: It's a question of numbers. Mm-hmm. Is how many people are not burying a father a son um um a husband is it, it's that is the point for wrestler is that he have he have come full circle. He now has the tools to understand why Rit does what he does, because you're not in a perfect world. The black and white world doesn't exist outside your head, and in this imperfect world, where they live, they're they are worse and bad, and you go for bad. Yeah, and bad is not good. Okay. Should we touch on Hannah Baker?
0: Yeah, Hannah Baker's been here a lot, so let's stick her yeah. in there. Um. Yeah. And she she's such a fascinating character because I I loved I think it was at the beginning of this season actually she's in Cooper's office and she's like listen all the people that have come before me are either missing or dead and I do not plan to be the next one on that list and so <laughs> I love how she stuck around because she's really fascinating to me I I didn't trust her for a while I had
1: I to, still don't
0: I I don't know because. We know that she's a contact with Halcyon. She is yes. deep in with Halcyon. She knew Scotty. I'd be curious to know if she's wiping her hands clean of that right now. But she was also meeting, because we we saw in Redemption that Scotty was meeting with people from the Hill in her office, and yet Panna Baker met with her at a clandestine meeting at an airport, in which Tom had to take photos of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was super secret, and so you've got to wonder why. Because it's not like Scotty is a low-profile character.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if that's why they left Panna Baker there, because she's going to be the tie-in to Alcione. That's very good.
0: Mm. Oh, and and I do, like, I've always kind of had that mini headcanon that she's their their real liaison between...
1: Alcyon and the government? Yeah.
0: I was shocked, actually, that she didn't end up in... Redemption. I was kind of sad that they, I mean, it may have been a scheduling conflict. It may have just been that they didn't have a place to fit her in. They had several, several people in Redemption that, uh, that lay us on between the FBI, that lay us on between the government and the military.
1: I, I found something interesting you know this with, with, and I just caught it in, um, as I was watching, you know, 4, 422 at the beginning, um, it just it goes so quickly that, and you're so much in shock over what's happened before that it kind of misses it. But at the beginning, she's asking um, Cooper to keep Kate safe, and I'm starting to wonder: Does she have a line to Caterina? Is there something else that we haven't seen? There is what, what something are you talking going about at the beginning of four twenty-two. Oh, okay. She there is a it's just one line. She she's asking Cooper to keep. Kate safe from Reddington. And Cooper is like, are you asking me to keep her safe? She's been killing people left and right. It's a very tiny moment. And I, uh, up until this rewatch, I haven't even seen it. It's very intriguing. Very intriguing because there is also the symbol things. She has never worn a plaid. She has never been near anything plaid. So that tells me that whatever she's playing, she's a straight player. And uh, the other thing that is interesting about her is that she has been shown to use a lot of fishing references. Anything that has to do with water and fishing, whoever uses water and fishing is on red side. Interesting.
0: Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. I- I, I like Panda Baker. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into her. Obviously, you've put more into it than I have. <laughs> um, but that's interesting. I like that. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's, something, it's, a, it's a very, very interesting little moment there that leaves you like, what? Why is she asking that? And that's a perfect kind of little moment that the blacklist used to put in there. And you don't even notice uh, because there's so much happening. So that was very interesting. Um I think it's time to go into Cooper.
0: I love Cooper. Um so one of, one of the things that I joked about when he popped up in Redemption was because i i knew liz was coming back in it i knew that was coming i was prepared for that and excited for that and then we got for for those that were watching redemption we got uh, tessa heard me from new york to texas Mm. tessa heard me (laughs) yeah because cooper shows up in that preview and i went i didn't realize how much i missed him i love harry lennox (laughs)
1: It was it was a great scene, and and I love that that they took him because he, I mean Cooper haven't had a whole lot to do. I mean he's been a catalyst of a lot of things, but you know in terms of a, of a character development we haven't had this, and we're due for some.
0: Yeah, and and I'm dying because I feel like they set a lot of things up in season four, talking about going home to his family, so that you think he and Charlene may be back, but I don't think he's wearing a wedding ring. So, who knows um, what family he went home to, and we've, we've heard the daughters talked about, because Reddington mentioned them in season mm-hmm. two, when he showed up, he said, give, give Charlene and the girls my love, mm-hmm. and, but we haven't heard about the girls, they, they were not at the house, there was no indication, we need to let the girls know not to come home, they might get shot, you know, when they were on the run, when, when they had characters. They're probably adults. Um and so and I like had a feeling, like, but I mean, Harry Lennox is what mid fifties, mid fifties, yeah. And so I, I guess. I, yeah. Okay. About about
1: about Red Sage.
0: Yeah, I mean, they could be in college or something. Um, so yeah.
1: No, well, yeah, I think they're in thirties. They're they probably is. Yes, my um, my parents are a lot
0: older than most. <laughs> his parents i always equate with my own folks and they're in their 60s and right. i'm 30 so like that
1: yeah i mean he would have kids more so. or less like, like yeah. Red, yeah
0: okay i guess that's true
1: i i always thought that when 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 cooper goes home after his release in 222 that is uh he goes to the to the, to the home of one of their daughters Because that's not their house. That was not their house. That was a townhouse, a a city townhouse.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, that that fixes that for me in my head because I've always wondered about that. But no, I feel like Cooper this season was the wise figure Mm -hmm. for everything. I mean, he just every time I mean because Liz had some great moments with him one that stands out in my mind is when she's sitting and she's trying to decide if she wants to be a donor for Kirk in 4A and And she says she's sitting there talking to him and she says Tom doesn't want me to do it and Cooper says of course he doesn't he threatened the two people Tom loves most of course he doesn't want to help him but it doesn't matter what Tom wants you're the one that has to live with it in the end and you have to make that decision Mm -hmm. like it's just she, she made the comment in season two, I think it was, that he's, you know, close to being like a father to her. Mm-hmm. And it just it's echoed through season four so much. You you have that beautiful scene between Red and and Cooper in in four A as well. When
1: When he thinks he's dead and and says how you're holding up and, No. you know that, that- oh no. No, which no. One?
0: That beautiful scene in which Red says I'm smothering her. And they're talking about that. It just...
1: Oh, I think there's a piece missing in there.
0: Oh, so, but it's such a great scene. And Cooper's mm. had some really good... And he he seems to be the one people go to in their times of turmoil. He's just mm. that person. And he's so great for it. And I saw someone on Tumblr the other day said... If all we needed to, like, make, you know, seriously, we've been waiting on Cooper to get curious or something like that, (laughs) talking about Cooper doing the DNA test, like, for Oh, I think he
1: knew. I think he knew. I mean, and I always say for anybody who is not on that bandwagon, watch 101 when Restless is... Who the hell is Elizabeth Keen? And Cooper does this. It's just a move. It's just an eye movement. And you know, like, oh no, he knows who Elizabeth Keen is. Who know? He knows who Elizabeth Keen is to Red, and he knows perfectly well Red is Red. I mean, you don't tell somebody who's been in the military that the man they run missions with, the man they rescue from torture, that's somebody who just is an imposter. Come on get out of there. That's the reason why he goes over there because he has no doubt in his mind that that red is this red.
0: Yeah. And it's probably also the reason that red delivered himself to Cooper is because he knew that Cooper would, Uh (laughs) I, I don't, I'm not sold that Cooper knew, you know, from prior but I, I could definitely see over the course of the last four years that Cooper has put that together. He's not a dumb cookie. He's an incredibly intelligent human being. Well, even if he did not know definitively, he probably was in the same boat as Tom, the pretty damn sure, just without the DNA test.
1: I, I, I have my theories in Cooper, and I think that that I, I mean maybe I'm like going thoroughly insane, which is entirely possible. Uh, but I think that they are, I've had my theories and in my theories, um, and, and to me, season four has delivered an impressive amount of clues. They're just not easily seen as clues. But there's a very interesting scene when he's um, telling Liz about, you know, the, the DNA. And he starts by saying, I know it's hard to believe now, but I was a golden boy's boy once. He got out of the Navy, and he went into a joint Pentagon task force with the FBI, and he had been running very, very sensitive missions. And he described himself once as a golden boy. So there's two things for which he's no longer that, or he describes himself as such. One, he made a big blunder, but then he wouldn't be who he is. And the second one is he was assigned to a very secretive mission, and he's really never left the Army, the Navy. He's still running an undercover mission in the FBI, and I think that undercover mission has to do with Red Mission. I think that that Cooper has been one of those safeguards for Red, and that's why he went to him.
0: Maybe. Or maybe he was just reaching out to somebody that he had had a prior connection to. And was leaning on the probability one the, the knowledge that he knew Cooper. He knew who he was at his core. And mm-hmm. also that because he knew who he was, that that he knew he had at least a good idea of how he was going to react to him and knew that he would bring Liz in and you know be able to predict the the uh, outcome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that's the same version. M- mine is a crazy version. Um, so great, great moments with Cooper. But, I mean, I think we agreed. He had, had beautiful scenes with everybody. He he delivered, you know, that that was a beautiful scene with, with Aram when Aram couldn't uh, hit the button. And he said, you did oh, yours and I did mine. And, I you know, he's not so upset. Much. He's just like, you did, I did what I had to do. And the, the moment with Samar where he says, you know, I understand what you did, but what you're here, you have no other um, commitments except this one. So he has had so many of this moment. He had been, become the glue of the show um, because everything around him is tumbling apart.
0: Yeah. And Cooper, I mean, Harry Lennox is just a fantastic, fantastic actor. And he even with few lines and a relatively small part, he makes so much of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that the next season gets Wrestler uh, wrestling Cooper um, a chance, cause this, this was definitely more somewhere in the realm. They got a big, big part. And I think that now we're, we should go into Wrestler and Cooper to explore because we, we're both a very interesting point.
0: So, saying that, would you like to go into Samar?
1: <laughs> Let's go into Samar.
0: Oh, Samar. I honestly. What a
1: roller coaster that that's characters a have had.
0: Perfect way to describe my feelings of Samar this season. I, you know, it, it took me a while to warm to Samar because I wasn't sure if she was going to stick around or not. I mean, she wasn't part of the original cast, but once I got to know her a little bit, I liked her really well. She was massaged. That that automatically endears her a little bit to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's Ziva, a bad
1: girl, bad girl.
0: Ziva, Adam, I mean, I'm sorry, you don't screw with Massad. they will kill you. <laughs> you know, but uh, if anybody's watched NCIS, Ziva is one of my favorites from NCIS. Um, it just—I've always had a fondness for Mossad characters, and they—they they always tend to be just badasses, and so I. I warmed to her, but I felt
1: so. Samara
0: had got, um, she,
1: she went in a roller coaster. She started being really pissed at, at Liz. And, and understandably, she had put so much on the line for Liz. And then she's betrayed. There she's saying, I'm hurt. I'm really hurt. And everybody's like, okay, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I'm leaving. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Let, what's going on with agnes and and she's really, and then she's she's going back and forth, and she's i think rearranging I and mean, th- that there was a huge thing she had the the thing she had based her life on was exposed to be um a lie. I mean the brother that she was supposed to be defending became the terrorist that she was hunting. he was willing to kill her it was it was horrifying, and then suddenly there she is. Her entire life is upside down. Is she gonna go back to Mossad? Is she gonna stay with the FBI? Um, she had this one night stain with with wrestler. The boyfriend dumps her, then wants her back, and then she's like, I'm not sure, you know, where I am. It's been a very rough year for Samar.
0: Yeah, and. Like, I I loved her in 4A um, because I I felt bad for her. Like, I I understood why she was upset with with Liz. I, I personally didn't agree with her, but I did understand where she was coming from. What got me was I feel like I felt like she got really petty in 4B when she and Aram were at each other. And I started warming right back up as soon as they started backing off on... The Saram drama. Like, they were still fuming at each other, but we didn't have it in your face, really, like, stretched bickering. And which people do that. People say some really stupid things when they're hurt. I, and, and, I, they, I, and they were. And I, I think that was a lot of it is that Samar is. I mean, she is who she is, and I don't think she does well with the with expressing some emotions and i think that was a lot of what was happening was that she was hurt and it was coming across badly
1: I, I i think that she was one of those girls that you know she probably as soon as she reached an age where she could join the mossad and she got a phd in economy while being mossad and a secret agent i think that she somehow kind of and she's gorgeous and all that she kind of skipped all that adolescent drama She was surviving. Her parents have been killed. She was left with a little brother. Then supposedly her brother died. Then she's getting all educated and everything. And, uh, And at the same time, it's like she missed that entire thing. And she's too gorgeous to even notice that she did. And then at the end, it's like suddenly she's faced with a real dilemma with her entire life upside down. Basically, what Resser is going through this coming season it's what she started the season with. Everything that she knew about herself was thrown up in the air.
0: And that's and- true. That's that's true. I just, there, there were a couple, and this is very personal, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. That's fine. I mean, that's, that's totally okay. I felt like she got really petty in 4B. Um, and, and what you just said makes sense, that she may have just kind of missed all of that. And we we saw that with Tom in season one and two, where he was still trying to find his own emotional center and emotional mm-hmm. maturity, that he did and said some really stupid things, and you're just like, "Really, dude? How old are you?" You know. Yeah.
1: But it's no, because and... he didn't
0: have the emotional maturity there. So that's that's interesting. That that helps kind of put that perspective for me a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So they're they're very well rounded characters, and oh, yeah. I I particularly feel that. The, the, the route they take her from. You know, we went from very deeply personal, like I feel ignored, I put everything in this woman and I consider her my friend, then she just fake her death. Then I'm here and I'm hurting, everybody's ignoring me. Then I finally decided like, hey, you know what? I'm going to, we're gonna get her back, okay? We're gonna get her back, we'll get her back and, and then I'm conducting this Mossad thing and I get my, you know, like I'm get, read the riot act. And then this guy, this dude is like with this woman and I'm kind of protective and it was, I got it. It was a very wild ride for her. She was all over the place emotionally and, you know, it, take her, it takes a long time for anybody to kind of find their center after your entire life is being thrown up in the air. It's tough. and i i liked it i thought it was very well done i at some points i was like oh boy that is too much you know, but that's, again, what I felt when in season one now that I'm rewatching it, It's like, oh, my God, Tom, the school teacher, perfect husband. Oh, my God, I'm going to gag this. Like, I need, like, a, it's so sweet. It's disgusting. And then, you know, of course, you go past because I have to do a rewatch, you know, like, hey, that's, you know. Yes, there's some part of that that are true.
0: But, yeah, most of that is he's a spy. He laid it on so thick at points. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? Why would that happen? And you're just like, Tom, stop. (laughs) Yeah.
1: but it's. I mean, it it worked. It worked. And this is the same thing. It felt like Saram is like, oh, my God, this is too heavy. But in perspective, to where we meet Samar, abducting Red for purposes unknown, from where she's abducting Red to where she's right now, that's a big arc that these characters have had.
0: Oh, definitely. She's grown a great deal, and it's been it's been a very interesting watch with her. All right, so Aram has had.
1: Uh, uh, one thing that I want to add to Samar. Samar had two particularly fine moments to me, that I want to just like touch on. The moment where she's being when she's being tortured. It's just like torture. The guy is like. I'm good. And I, I love that because it was at this moment where this enemy realizes that this they're both the same and they're both in their cause and there's nothing to be gained. And it's find it very funny because it is the most sad partner that actually goes to get her and delivers the device. So chooses her when it's too late for her to love him back. Where well, at the beginning she would have been like, he would have been like, no, I don't want anything. And he's wrestler, the one saying, you can't give that to the terrorist, and runs after him. Um, I, f- I found that very interesting. And then that moment, um, the second moment where she says to, to Janet, like, you tell me that you wouldn't have done the same. She says, I can. And I, I, totally believed her. So that was, those were very two very fine moments she had.
0: Okay, yeah. Be- before we go into a rom, let's talk about Samar and Janet for a minute. Ah, uh, yeah. Because we can't not. No. I I liked Janet. I liked at least Janet. I, she was fun. I I I was very fond of her. She just was kind of unapologetic. And I I just really liked her. But I also approached her with this understanding that she wasn't going to last. And so I think that's probably one reason I was okay with the fact that she was gone. Um, Like, I knew she was going to do something. Either she was going to do something. my, My prediction was that she was going to see what was going on. Aram was going to make some grand gesture to her, and she was going to kiss him on the cheek and go, yeah, that's sweet that you're saying it. I'm not the one you want, and walk off. That was my my prediction. She ended up... And it's not even that she was trying to screw Aram over. She just... She She was
1: surviving.
0: She was surviving, and she proved that she did not... It was very interesting, because she told Samar... You just don't like that I know him better, and she proved in that moment by by giving aram up and assuming he would give his friends up, she proved that she didn't know him
1: as well at as all. she thought
0: yeah, they, I mean aram is one of the most loyal individuals on the show
1: to me that he is the center of the show, the moral center he yeah. and Dembe, not a wrestler.
0: I, I think it's a different kind of moral center, if that makes sense.
1: Um, oh, yeah, more gray, then.
0: Yeah, I, I think wrestler is more the black and white sort of moral center, and...
1: Was. Arama's, yeah,
0: was. was. And then Aram is more the emotional moral center, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, I, I see a distinction there. um. But... Samar... I... I, Like I said, I was very put out with Samar for a while in in Season 4. And... The fact that she was the one that made the move. Because Aram had tried putting his heart on the line to her for, like, two seasons. And she was like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's nice, that's nice. And then she finally decides that she's ready and she gets offended that he's not. And I think that's one of the things that bothered me the most, was that it's like, suddenly... It was like she was expecting him to just bow down to her wishes. And it really mm-hmm. bothered me. It didn't set well with me. And so the fact that she... Because, I mean, it would have been very in-character for Smart. And that's what she was planning to do, was to march down there and tell mm-hmm. him how Janet was screwing him over. And in, in make Janet hurt. You know, she was hurting, she was going to make Janet hurt too. And so... But she put Aram first, and that showed, you were talking about looking at her from season 2 when she came in mm-hmm. to season 4. That shows an amazing step in emotional growth for Samar. And it's. I think that step was what made, for me, the kiss at the end of the episode work. Because I, I was sitting there watching it in 4B, and I said, oh my gosh, they're going to ruin my ship for me. They're going to get to the point where they put these two together and I'm going to be so pissed off at them that I'm not going to be okay with it. <laughs> and I was really worried that was going to happen. And yes, I know I'm a shipper. Tessa's not. She's mm. looking at me like, I don't understand what you're saying here. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I don't.
0: But for all the shippers that listen, you guys understand what I'm saying. The... But but the emotional growth there and that step in that direction of growth in which she put, without any promise of anything in return to her, just because she cares about him, she puts Aram's emotional well-being first. That, to me just reset some more for me. And I'm like, I love you again. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. It and was, it was, a, it was a really, really good moment. I love the character of Janet. I thought that she, it was very well done. It was a very interesting, because I always say the Blacklist loves a mirror, a parallel. And she was in many ways, a mirror to Tom and a mirror to Katerina, all undercover agents, mm-hmm. uh, but not an exact mirror. Um, she was there for her own self-interest. At the end, she betrayed that, and you compare that to to Tom coming back to face his crimes because, hey, um, because he loved it. Wasn't,
0: it wasn't about... That's exactly what Tom said when he sat in Judge Denner's chambers. He said, it's not about me. It's, it's about her. I don't care what happens to me. Yeah. And I actually put up a parallel of that scene with him in dinner's dinner's chambers and and um, Janet saying, I didn't think I had a choice. They were going to take my deal from me. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got life in prison, possibly the death penalty, versus they were going to take my deal from me. And th- that's that beautiful alternative parallel there of of doing it right. Tom figured it out, but Tom's also a... You know, a main character that's leading forward. Janet was never meant to stick around. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference. But there. it's
1: but it's a very interesting way because a blacklist usually will bring us a character that is a sort of a parallel, but not an entirely. Mm-hmm. parallel. It's, I, I will call them the distorted mirrors. Tom is a distorted mirror to Katerina. Um, Katerina I, I, either because Red didn't give her the cho the chance to prove that she. You know, was different, or that she loved him, or whatever it was. But Tom and and, and Liz made a different choice on keeping on being together and keeping Agnes with them instead of uh, giving him to fear and putting and giving the child away as the only way to keeping her safe. And and we know how that that yes, that had made Liz grow up with relatively safe. But at the same time, bro, with that anxiety that she doesn't know who she is. Yeah.
0: That's...
1: So it's a, it's a very different different thing. Um, Aram.
0: I was going to say, leading into Aram, he had so much growth just within this season. Mm-hmm. Because you had at the beginning of the season, that scene that you mentioned earlier between he and Cooper, where he just couldn't push the button, and Cooper did it for him and said, you did your job, I did mine. Which love that scene so much. Um, and then you have that versus later on when he takes the... <laughs> he takes the freaking bazooka, the the launcher, mm-hmm. and blows, you know, uh, and, and meanwhile, Ressler come. is like, what? <gasps> I just... the face was so priceless. He was like, and you're doing it. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's not getting away. It just but it was it was such growth there because especially considering season 1 aram who was having to go through intense therapy and write journals because and... he
1: killed a terrorist that was killing FBI agents yeah. and threatening his friend yeah, and then from there on into oh I can't you know I I can't push the button to I'm going to push the button and then he stood up to the director in season three and then on season four he is telling the, the architect I am not doing that and I'm you know I'm I'm not a person and he says to to, to Janet, you know, either get you know help me or get out of the way. Uh, it's a very different character, and I think that the 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 difference for Ram has been in the growth, have been, um, because he's gone in the field. It's one thing mm-hmm. to look from his ivory tower, to where killing is something that he can mull over, to actually seeing that when people shoot at you, when people give you. a keep your at, at gunpoint when they make you do things when you actually see people die when you see that tower disappear, and you know that somebody that was an innocent guard there died out of nothing just because this guy is paid to get this this garbage out of the prison
0: yeah i mean and he's just he's seen so much happen through season four that terrifies him it breaks apart everything that he knew i think that liz's quote-unquote death and finding out that she wasn't dead mm-hmm. shook all of them in a way in, in various formats and for rom i think it because I mean, look I at everything his, that have happened i, I loved rom's reaction when she came back he said samara's not the only one angry i'm upset too even though i understand and I feel like that he was... He's
1: very articulate.
0: Yeah. Oh, he is. And, and he takes people's emotions into into consideration. I, I love Aram, because as for awkward as he is, he's also very insightful at times. Mm-hmm. And he... Bless him. I, I love him to death, because he tries to explain... I think he has more trouble explaining his own stuff. Like, he, he sees things, and he tries to explain where he's coming from. People just don't care. Or uh, it's not that they don't care that like that scene broke my He heart. goes into
1: tangent. He does into that tangent too. all the time. Yeah. Um,
0: but that scene between he and Samar in, in late season four where he's trying to tell her that that why he's having trouble with the possibility of a romantic relationship between them. He's trying so hard to explain where he's coming from. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. And and I understand where Samar's coming from. She's hurt, she's shutting down, That's what she did. Mm-hmm. But it just poor baby. He was trying so hard to explain to to spare well, her feelings by explaining. <laughs> just,
1: but but you know. but look at where he's gone. You know, he starts the season heartbroken because because uh, Liz fake her death because Tom fake her death, and then, and you know he's like, uh, but he's hurt and he's trying to help. And then he gets Tom on the phone and he's like, yeah yeah, I'm doing that, but you gotta tell me what I want to know. Because it's important. I mean, if, uh, honesty is kind of like yes. He it's funny because he looks to be a weak character at the beginning, but he wasn't at all. He's just he knows how to get the answers he needs.
0: It's um, the same way that he and he and Tom were talking in season three when they were working together, and he was like, and he was he basically mm-hmm. needed Tom to tell him. Yeah, th- this it. is not real. It's just yeah. I'm just doing a job, and that he loved Liz. And as soon mm-hmm. as Arama had that piece of information, he was good, mm-hmm. and so he needed to know. And I think he was pissed at Tom at that point.
1: <laughs> well, there was there was all, all this this things happening in season four for him. Is he starts with that thing, then then he's kind of recovering out of this um, to go into. Now he's like, there is this gorgeous woman, you know, with him. And before you know it, the gorgeous woman, he realizes that the gorgeous woman, that he's always known that is, he, she's too hot for him and they're going to be another thing. Not only that she's too hot for him, but she's been spying on him. And the whole world, and then she has to go there and she has suffered this in, horrendous humiliation of crying banana like a like getting in the diapers change as you put it in. You know? <laughs> then he's then he has to go on a on a grand, yeah, banana what part of banana you didn't get. then he has to go and explain to Cynthia Panabaker, who's not exactly means I mean's words why he has this horrendous taste in woman. And then uh, just as he's starting to fall for Samar and Samar things are going around, it turns out Samar is conducting Mossad operation on U.S.O. completely. And she's basically, you know, doing things behind everybody's back. So there he goes. He's, he's finally recovering a little bit and he's going into this, this, um um it's, he, into the architect takes him, and and then he kills the architect. He goes, he's the one who seems more shocked by by Red being on on death. And then he gets taken prisoner by Dembe. And then, he, I mean, do you realize all the things that he has done at the, that last moment where you know he's helping Dembe. He's is then he's taking an force to give grand testimony and he says, stop Mr. Reddington. What are you talking about? You try stop Mr. Reddington. So it's a whole, oh, this arc for him has been humongous in one season and that's without going everything that he has gone through.
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. When you, when you really
1: start looking at everything that has happened to him, it's been a lot, and he's been instrumental in everything he has done.
0: Yeah, and and he's just grown so much. And I I made the comment to a lot of friends that were the big Saram fans and stuff at the time that Janet came back, and I said, she is going to get him to the place he needs to be to be able to appropriately love Samar, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so, and she did. I mean, she she was a tool. Um, she was a cool tool. I liked her, <laughs> you know, um, but she she was a writing tool there. Um, but he's learned so much through this, and I'm I'm gonna be fascinated to see where they take him in season five, because he is he's a fan favorite. And um, Amir posted something on Twitter today. Apparently, Dave Metzger got an office, mm-hmm. so kudos, Dave. Congrats. Yay. <laughs> Not that I think you actually will ever hear this, but if you do, congrats, guy. Because, <laughs> um, you know, hey, tiny office is better than no office at all. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone that works in a shared space, I will say tiny office is better than no office at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, Amir put something up. He was in, in uh, Dave's office today um, pitching a ROM ideas. For possible ideas that he has, and mm-hmm. I love that. I love how connected Amir is, and I think a lot of the actors are. I mean, you know, James is, but and we've heard Megan talk about it, how how they have some say and they have some mm-hmm. input in this. And I love the collaboration there. I for <laughs> if any of the writers are listening to this podcast, if any of you guys lurk or anything like that, as a writer, I like. Please, I would love to have you on the show and pick your brain over it. <laughs> please, we please, do. Please. <laughs> oh yeah. I will beg. I'm not. Bad I bad. promise
1: not to ask too many theory questions, <laughs> a can of questions, and concentrate on the business of writing. But um, it's, it's
0: re- it was really cool to see that Amir gets a say so in a rom and and gets some influence on that. That was that was a lot of fun to see.
1: It was. Uh, it was, It this season has been really, you know, and you, you forget how good it is because you get so caught up in like the, 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 the one, two, three episodes that you just seen that you've, until you do a full rewatch of the season, yeah. you forget how tight things are.
0: And it's, it's just been so crazy and so good.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm and- so looking forward to the next one.
0: I am too. So we're going to do, uh, we're going to wrap it up with a ROM, and we're going to do Tom, Liz, and Red, and dig into Dimbe and and Red's army um, in the next episode, because it's shocking we talked a lot. Um, (laughs) I do. This is what happens. I told Tess at the beginning, I was like, we should probably split this into two, and she's like, no, we can do it. I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I got no problem admitting when I'm wrong.
0: Uh, it's all right. It's it's because we have a lot to say because the the writers have given us so much to work with. The writers, the actors, the production mm-hmm. team, everyone, and then that's what I would. That's the tangent I was getting on with with Amir and Dave was that they they do really seem to work as a team, and mm-hmm. I I love watching them work and all the little tidbits that we get from them because they are just such a fantastic team that works together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, they really are. And they so really are.
0: We'll be hitting uh, hitting those three in the next next podcast, and so hopefully it'll help add to your, your summer hiatus and get us a little bit further through. Um, and so we'll be back with that. And until then, if you have questions, comments, or anything you want to add, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr is where you can leave those, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube.
1: Until next time.
0: Till next time. Bye bye.